0: Welcome to Chat with Nat, stories of faith, hope, and love. I'm hoping that the books I've read and the people I've met inspire you as much as they have me. Welcome back. So today, I'm going to continue discussing one section of the Life Balance Well. Last episode, I discussed love and romance, and today... I'm going to talk about our environments, uh, particularly our home, or you could also think of your office space, but I'm going to focus on the home today. And I'll be challenging you to think of um, think of your home and your to-do list, and I want you to think about whether you're going to digit, it, do it, or delegate it. So most managers know this concept. I believe they teach it, and I believe there are four Ds. It is digit, do it, delegate it, or delay it, but I'm taking out the option to delay it, and I will explain why in a minute. Um, but so I want you to think of your home for a minute here, and I want to think about one room. Just pick one room in your house. It could be your bedroom, your bathroom, your kitchen, living room, whatever. I don't care which one you pick. Just choose one. i give you a second to think about it. And now I want you to think if there's anything that needs done in that room that you've been putting off. Like, is there a pile sitting there? Is there just something that you need to do that's sitting there, not in its place, and, you know, something needs to be done about it. So I just want you to think. I know that everybody has these. So I just want you to think of one thing. Don't don't overwhelm yourself thinking of the whole house. Just pick, pick one thing. And so now I'm going to ask you, how long has it been there? And how many times have you walked past it and thought... I'll get to that tomorrow or next week or when I'm off or when I have some more time. Uh, I was challenged to do the same activity about five years ago in my life coaching class. And I went to my bedroom because I keep the bedroom, Ben and I keep the bedroom pretty clean. I mean, the bed is made as soon as we get up and, and I'm fortunate enough to live with Ben who he puts everything in its, in, in, in its place. Like everything has its place and everything is there. And you know, I really believe that we're put with our spouse for a reason to learn something from them and he he, he is so so organized. Um uh, I remember during my cancer treatments we had he had asked for some help for some friends and family to come over and do laundry and and some cleaning and my best friend Sam was putting socks away in Ben's drawer and she is like oh my god like he has these socks color coordinated and uh, like perfectly folded and she's like he was either in the military or he was he's maybe a serial killer (laughs) she's like who does that um but i mean i i definitely didn't grow up that way my bedroom was a mess i had clothes all over the floor mom would always be like when are you putting that stuff away and it just never bothered me i just was fine with everything everywhere and honestly when he went away to school for those two years, he was gone during the week. And I, you know, I lived like a pig. I hope he <laughs> didn't surprise visit us because he would have been horrified. We lived like frat boys. It was me, Josh Aiden, and and our foreign exchange student, Sergio. And we just, we were messy. And so Friday night before Ben came home, we would run around the house making sure everything was put in his place and white waving counters. And <laughs> so, but anyway, um, but, but what, I have learned living with him is that he likes everything in his place and we do it because you love the other person, not because you feel like they're being a jerk. And so I like to to do that for him because I know it makes him feel good that everything's in his place. And I do think there's a lot of value to that because when when I was living that way, when he was away at school, it does feel very chaotic. And like you don't have anything under control, but, but when you have your stuff in its place, it feels more well, relaxing, I think is the word. Um, but sometimes it can be overwhelming, like where the heck do you start? And so, but anyway, back to my challenge. Um, the bedroom uh, five years ago was in pretty good shape because of Ben, not because of me. And so we just kept it very much in order. But I did have this little black jar- dress laying over the back of one of my chairs. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal. It actually looked kind of cute. Um, but what what happened is, you know, that came to my mind when, when they give they gave me this challenge and it's like, ugh, that black dress. I needed to do something with it. I needed to put it away, but I didn't put it away because it wasn't it wasn't clean. I had worn it and so I didn't put it away, but I didn't I mean I mustn't have felt like it was dirty enough to wash or take to the dry cleaner. So anyway, just laid there. But the challenge was to, to identify an object and then to do something about it. And so, ugh I didn't really um, want to make that decision. So, uh, and that was for six months, that, that dress lay there, by the way. So every morning I'd look at it, I'd walk past it probably several times a day, and, and it was the last thing I saw before going to sleep. And And what our instructor told us is that these types of things, they clutter up our brain. And they, you know, they make us think about like what we're going to do with it over and over and over again. And we're just we're just creating heaviness in our minds. And so I wanted to make sure I did my homework that week. So I had to do, I had to do it. And so I had to make the decision, what am I going to do with it? I knew I couldn't put it away, right? Because it wasn't clean. And so all of the thoughts went through my mind, like, why did I buy something that needed dry cleaned? I won't do that again. Like, maybe I could hand wash it with a light or, Maybe I should just take it to Goodwill, but then I felt a little guilty because it was dirty and I probably still needed to make it clean. And so as I was processing all of these thoughts, that it, it it dawned on me that every time I walked past that dress, I was running all of those same scenarios through my head. And so what a waste of energy in my mind that was already busy. So I was like, okay, do I ditch it? I didn't really want to. I liked it and I knew it was the right um, I knew that wasn't the right choice to get rid of it, so that wasn't an option. And so, should I delegate it? I thought about asking Ben because <laughs> he's really good at that stuff, but I knew that wasn't the right answer either. He would have done it. I mean, it's been laying there for six months, and so if it really bothered him, he would have done it, and that was not fair to me to just ask him to do that. And so I had to do it, and so that left me with the two choices. Do I take it to the dry cleaners and or do I hand wash it? And so that was a hard decision. I think that was really where I was stuck. And so that's why I had sat on the chair. And so I didn't want to miss the assignment. So I was like, I really should take it to the dry cleaner because then it'll be not wrinkly or anything. But then I, it won't be done before my class. So I'm just going to take it down and hand wash it. And so I went, I went downstairs and threw it in some light. And it took all but two minutes. Now, when I think about that, how many minutes did I waste thinking about all of my options? And so I did a rough est- estimate this morning and assuming that I thought about it only one minute every time I saw the dress and assuming I only saw it twice a day in the morning and the evening, which let's be realistic, I walked past it way more times than two, but just to make it simple. So one minute, two times a day, um... So for two minutes a day for six months—that's 360 minutes. I thought about what to do with that. That decision was weighing on me for six months. It's so crazy, crazy, crazy. The more I think about it, and, and I still do it today. I still have lots of things that I don't do—not um, a lot of them, but just a few of them—and. Uh, I think back to my supervisor at the bank, Tim McKee. He was always feeding me new tactics to become more efficient at work. And and I remember he taught me about the two-minute rule and it was a game changer for me at work. I believe it was originally developed by David Allen. But the two-minute rule basically is to take a look at your list of to-do things. And if it takes less than two minutes to do, then just do it. And I believe that this two-minute rule can be used in your home for something just as simple as that little black dress that I had on my chair. I'm going to go to the scripture, Proverbs 31, a wife of noble character. There's a verse in this scripture that stands out to me when talking about our homes. It's verse 27. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now, before you get all irate with me, I know we're all busy, and so like we're juggling careers and kids and spouses and family members, and not everybody has a Ben like me who who cleans up and helps. But um, there was a time that I was home by myself and was juggling all of it, and so we're tired, and the last thing we want to do is our chores at home. But and so I don't want to diminish any of responsibilities that you all have because i know that there are a lot and this is only meant to be helpful in in working towards more peace in your lives so god has gifted us so many things and and my question to myself and to you is are we treating everything that we have in our lives with a thankful heart and i'm going to pause for a minute so that we can think about that are we thankful for all that we have Do we feel like we have too much to take care of? Um, Let's talk to God about what we can take off our plate so we have more time to live in the moment and clear our minds of this clutter. So on Monday this week, I I started thinking about this episode and decided I better put some of my advice into practice. I'd been putting off cleaning my closet. um, and, And I do that a couple times a year. And when it gets all messy, I know that it's time to do it. And so... I was like, I'm just going to take time and do it, you know? And honestly, that was a big project to take on. It wasn't a two-minute project, but it took me less than an hour to go through the whole thing and get rid of things and refold them and put everything in its place. And I got rid of, I finally got rid of Ashley. Ashley, you're going to be happy about this. Um, I got rid of stuff with stains on it, like the white thermal, my favorite white thermal shirt with a coffee stain, that I just couldn't bear to get rid of because I said to her, I'm gonna tie dye it. But to be honest, it sat there, it's been there for a year and I've done nothing with it. And so I got rid of it and because it was weighing on me every time I'd see it in the pile and not doing anything about it. And so I don't know why, but like we lie to ourselves that that we're gonna get to it someday or, or we tell ourselves that it takes longer than it does. For instance, when I was working full time, I, I would always save my laundry for Saturday because I was so busy during the week. And it felt like that that's all I did on the weekend was laundry. And I mean, I would be like, I have so much laundry today or this weekend. I'm never going to have time to do anything else. There's no time to relax. But, but what, I've, what I've done is over the past five years, I just tried to make a new routine. And I started, I do one load of laundry every morning. And if I'm honest... I mean, I've timed it. It takes less than two minutes to put the laundry in the washer. Two minutes to go downstairs later, to put it in the dryer. And two minutes, maybe five if it's a big load, to fold it. And two minutes to put it away. So we're talking under 10 minutes a day to do my laundry and have everything done and folded in its place. And I used to waste my whole weekend doing laundry Instead of taking 10 minutes each day, it's it sounds like crazy to me that I did that. And and because of that, we need less stuff. Like, think about it. I needed, I needed towels for seven days for however many people were in the house because I wasn't washing it. And now I just need a towel for everybody. I'm washing every day. Now, there are days that I skip. I'm going to be honest. I'm not perfect. I do go a day or two sometimes and do two loads one day. But the reality is I just made it in my routine and it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a task. It's just part of my routine. It's like brushing your teeth in the morning. And, and I, and so I challenge you to take one thing that you don't do regularly today and, and add it and, and make a decision, ditch it, do it, delegate it. And before long, it's just part of your day. Ashley, actually my son's girlfriend, makes fun of me because I do so much in the morning. She's like, oh, like you're crazy in the morning. But it's not true. It's very relaxing for me because I feel like I can relax then when I sit down. So I like as soon as we get up, make the bed. Wa- I throw the load of clothes in the laundry, make start the coffee, empty the dishwasher, fluff the pillows in the living room, put stuff away that might have been left out from the night before, fold the blankets, feed the animals, empty the litter box. And on Tuesday, take out the garbage. And it and it's all done. To be honest, by the time my coffee is ready to be poured. And I can sit down and enjoy my coffee with satisfaction that all of that is done. And it's a really good feeling. And and it didn't happen overnight. It took many years of me adding new habits. And I still hate, I'm going to be honest, I still hate emptying the dishwasher. but, But I pair that task that I hate with something that I love. And so I either play music or talk to someone. Typically, Ashley, if she's there, the boys don't typically like to talk in the morning. Or... Or use it as a time to give thanks and, or pray. And, and I don't even notice I'm doing it now. It's just more of a habit and a routine. And I, and I challenge you to start with something simple, just like that little black dress that was on the back of my chair for so many months. And so, I don't know. Um, if not, uh, ask yourself if you're ready to ditch it. And sometimes when I ask people that question, they're like, no, I'm not going to ditch it. Well, then if not, then like it's in your care. Do something about it. Take two minutes to go downstairs and wash it if it's a black dress or if you try to take it to the dry cleaner and it's not open. Take the two minutes and put it in a bag and put it in your car so that the next time you drive somewhere, it's right there ready to drop it off. And if you just can't seem to do one more thing, if you just feel like you're just so overwhelmed, then I'm going to challenge you to delegate it. And there's no shame in asking for help. Uh, as women, we try to do everything on our own. It's okay to ask for help. Uh, when I was working full-time and long hours with, with the kids who were smaller, I, I had to get help cleaning the house, honestly, because Ben, ben liked to clean. Um, and I wasn't able to keep up with it at that point. And I mean... You, you got to be where you are in your life, and and that's where I was at that time. And so, I even paid somebody to do the concession stand when I had to work the concession stand. I was like, okay, you can have twenty dollars. Please take this off my plate. I just couldn't fit it all in. And we're not asked to fit it in. We're not we're not superheroes. I have a friend who has a business that she helps people do just like this um, to get things done on their to do list. Her name is Jess Sharbaugh. And her business is unconventional concierge. And I work with Jess at S and T, I had the privilege of being there when this was in brainstorming um, development mode, and and saw her passion for wanting to do this for people. And I think it's huge. Um, it's a huge service for people. And so what she'll do is she does. Um, I don't know. She has this one service called Signature Tidy Service and she I think in the write up it says that she does for your home what they they do for you in a hotel like they fluff your pillows and make your bed and put everything where it belongs. It's kind of what I do in the morning. She's doing for clients who don't have time to do it for themselves. And I think I'm going to challenge you to give her a call if this is something that you think that could free clutter from your mind. Um, I think it's totally worth it if you're able to. And if you don't have money to pay someone, um, I'm going to ask yourself: like, is there someone in your life that could, that you could ask? Uh, maybe your spouse or your kids. If you could just be honest, like, could, could, hey, I I have a lot. Can somebody please help me? Um, I just think it's it's huge if you're able to ask for help. Uh, um, what if you just? I don't know, what if you just took t- two minutes every day and picked one thing and ditched it, or did it, or delegated it. Just that one thing could save you potentially 358 minutes of mind space in just six months. Luke 12:48. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. It is my prayer that we will see that everything we've been entrusted with is a gift from God and that instead of complaining, we take action and we give thanks because we know the stuff we've been complaining about may be the things other people have been praying for. And if we don't understand why we have so much, that we're honest with God and talk to Him about what He wants us to do about it. I'll talk to you soon. Next.